2: Glorify God with our testimony. So, I'd like us to just give a big round of applause as we welcome Brother Pa to come and share his testimony.
0: Good morning, <laughs> my name is Pa. <laughs> my name is Pa from Apache. Uh, my testimony for today is on how God has been good to me. Uh, last year. For this year, rather, I was struggling with finding transport for my daughter because I decided that I wanted to leave her at last because it's a good school. So I wanted to continue to grow there, but I then experienced trouble with transport because the leaf club that she was using they decided to go to Durban so because of that uh, I was asking anybody so it had got into a point where I was just desperate for somebody who can take care and my sister said because of my desperation I'm exposing my child to, to danger because I might get somebody who's going to abuse my daughter so she then said that I should rather try and apply for other schools in and around Peter Morrisburg uh, so my wife went to Atlone and they said that they, they had They were closed for an application. So they said that they were closed. And two days later, we got a call to come and pick up the application forms. And the lady at the reception said that we don't normally do this, but fill it and bring it back as soon as possible. Within two days, we brought it back. And when the schools opened, they told us to come and fetch the letter, and she was accepted, even though the application was closed. And when I did the math, after, sh- after seeing the school fees, I realized that all costs included, I'm actually going to be paying half of what I was paying when she was that side. So I would just like to give glory to God.
2: Amen. To the God who makes a way where there seems to be no way. Can we just continue giving um, God the glory? Give, um, give a big round of applause as Sister Leah comes up to share her testimony. Hallelujah. I'm Sister Leah. By the way, I can you, I can give God glory to His testimony because I applied first, and then He applied when the the, for the closing date had I mean the application date had been closed. So me who applied within time, I didn't get the place, and He who applied later. It's xenophobia. <laughs> Well, I want to give God glory. And my test, actually, it's two testaments, but they're based on Matthew 18, 18, 19. Yeah. It's about prayer. Please, if you can put the scripture so that they know what I'm talking about. Yeah. (laughs) Matthew 18. Yeah, so two weeks ago, no, I think it's like three weeks, uh, we were praying here, and I felt like. We should intercede for the church, like pray for the people who are coming, pray for people to come, pray for those who have backslided, pray for everybody that belongs here, you know, because God told us he gave us a thousand souls, so we were interceding for those thousands to come. Then as church closed, I was speaking to one lady. It was her first time to come in, and she told me that she had had a dream like a year ago, and God was telling her to come into this place, but then, by then it was still cedar it wasn't a church. So she said, she asked her, God, well, how can I go to, to, to see that there's no church here? So a week before that Sunday, she was passing by, and then she saw there was a church then that Sunday that we prayed. She she came late, but then she came. So I really believe God answered our prayers that morning. I mean, look at that scripture, Matthew 18:18. 18, 18, you know? And the other testimony is, we were traveling to Queenstown. We were going for someone's mother's funeral. We had gone as far as Mzimkulu. And then we fell into a, a pothole. That was not a, a pothole, it was a manhole. So we drove a bit farther, and next thing we realized, we were swerving off the road, because we had had two punctures, and then one the rim of my car had broken into two. But we didn't realize that, so we just thought there were two punctures, so we are like, okay, then we can't go any farther. So we had to wait for a breakdown to take us from there, and then take, took customs and call. I mean to Coxstad so I sent LP Della a message because it was a Friday. I said, "LP, we've had this and that and that." She said, "Charlie, I had I have just told the the church to in, to pray for you guys because you 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 are driving." So it was like two minutes after she had told the church to pray for us because we were traveling so far. Then this happened. So I believe it's because of the prayers of the church that we had. It was bad, but it wasn't the worst. It could have been worse, would have died, because the car only swerved off the road, and then we were stuck for like an hour, so I really believe it's God who answered the prayers of the church. So I want to encourage somebody, don't take prayer lightly. The Bible says that where two or three gathered are uh, gathered in His name, He shall be there. And when two or three agree on something, so the agreement of the church on our behalf, it saved our lives. Amen. Glory be to God. Continue clapping. As we welcome Sister Madeline to come and minister to God in song.
3: Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.
2: It's beautiful.
4: Put your hands together for her, please. Kindly rise to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer. Lift your hands to Jesus and ask him to speak to you. Ask him to visit us. Ask the Holy Spirit to speak to us. This morning we are gathered not before a man, but before the living God. And you want to leave this place with a word. From him. From him. Away from him.
1: Away from him.
4: Father, we bless you. Holy Spirit, speak to us. Empty me of me and use me to your glory. Fill me with your word, Spirit, and use me to your glory. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you praise. Thank you for your goodness and for everything that you have done and everything that you are going to do we bless you we
1: bless you the splendor of our king we give you praise you are
4: awesome
3: Clothing in man just see let all the earth rejoice let all the earth rejoice He wraps himself in light and darkness tries
1: too hard and trembles at his voice and trembles at his voice. The splendor, the splendor of her king. Let all the earth rejoice Let all the earth rejoice He wraps himself in love And
3: darkness tries to hide
1: And trembles at his voice And trembles at his voice How great our God, sing with me, hooray. He is our God, and,
2: and all we see, hooray.
4: Yes, we
1: it. Greatness and your goodness Amongst
4: your people Have your way this morning
1: Speak your
4: word in power And in clarity Let none under the the sound Of my voice Leave this place without direction Let us go out of this place Challenged Directed And instructed We give you glory We give you praise in Jesus mighty name. And everybody said amen.
1: amen.
4: Give your neighbor a high five and say you will, be blessed. you will
1: be blessed. Give another neighbor a high five say
4: you will be blessed. Hallelujah. Wow. Beautiful. You may be seated in the presence of God. Well, it's exciting to be back home. I bring you greetings from the founder and bishop of the church. Bishop Dag Heward Mills. He's a phenomena of our time. Yeah. He's every time you get to see him or relate with him or interact with him you god has a way of exposing you to an aspect of his ministry that is always mind blowing i got the privilege of going for give thyself holy conference and what what blew my mind about this year's conference is that this year 2017, the year of our Lord, is the year that we have had so many give thyself holy conferences all over the world. Listen carefully. We've had two of them in South Africa. We've had in Zambia. We've had, I mean, all over the place. We've had in DRC. We've had in Paris. He's on his way to Ethiopia for another conference. So, this year's conference in Accra, in Ghana, is almost as, the first person who saw me when I arrived was Lady Pastor Mary C. Her first question was that, what are you doing here? And I said, oh, but it's my father's house. Then she said, but you have had two give-thyself-holy conferences already this year, so what are you doing here? Do you get it? But what she was saying was right, because the whole idea is that because we are having conferences everywhere, this particular conference is just for Ghana and maybe West Africa. However, the conference was packed (laughs) And this is not conference for church members, for pastors. Non-lighthouse pastors. And it was packed. The great hall was packed. Other halls were packed. I mean, if, if the session starts at 9, and you arrive at 9, nobody will tell you, you just go to the overflow. Yeah. By half past eight, the hall is full. If you see anybody going into the great hall, it means that they already have a reserve seat. Yeah, or is the preacher himself? <laughs> it's fantastic. And we are blessed to have such a great leader. And the facility, the Bible school they've put up in Mampong, is extraordinary yeah, it's extraordinary the place is daunting the atmosphere is great I mean, you'll be happy to go to a university in a campus like that yeah so amazing I hear the president of Ghana was there yesterday yeah the pre- I mean, you build look, you build a church such so that the president has to visit us it. it's amazing it's amaz- you, you don't understand You don't understand. And it's not like the president is born again or is a Christian. No, no, I'm talking about a secular president. I don't know whether he's born again or not. But all I'm saying is that it's not like the president of the Christian Association or president of the Republic. Do you see? Usually, president, they meet pastors when pastors go to meet them. But for him, I I, I thought you had pictures. Don't have pictures? Should have put us, given us some pictures. Help them get pictures so that they can show us. When we are talking, then they show us. Okay. Hallelujah. It's amazing. I want us to put our hands together for the gift that God has given us. Amen. Great. Now, I'm also back, so. I, I will try to share a few truths with you. I hear you have been fed, well fed. Uh-huh. This, is, this is the facility in Mampong. If you can't see it, you see, the, uh, forgive the light, people. But if you are in front, you can just turn around and look at this one. If you are behind, just pray about it. This is a picture. And then so on. I wanted to show them the president's visit also. But it's all good. We'll show you next time. Or we'll WhatsApp it to you. Wow. Amazing. Look, where I went to university, the campus was not this nice. No, no, no. Even my English would have been enriched if I was on this campus. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Put your hands together for the Lord. Can we have the lights back on? Good. So, like I was saying, uh, I hear you have been well fed. I can see you all look very nice, very juicy. Everybody looks excited. People who usually don't smile are smiling. Do you get it? Yeah, and I hear you. I mean, oh, you look... Even people who don't put on makeup today, I can see that. They've put on... Mr. Kariba is smiling, which... Shows that you have been well fed. Wow. And I'm happy. I'm happy to have able people working with us. Pastor Spar, Lady Pastor Della, and all of you shepherds who have done the work. God bless you for what you have been doing. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Hallelujah. Good. So far, how much time do I have so that I know what to share? For the time that will be allotted to me, which is being decided by the power brokers. I want to share with you something from the word of God. Turn with me to John chapter 15. John chapter 15. Wow. John chapter 15. I want to read from verse 13. Jesus said, greater love has no man than this, than to lay down his life for his friend. Hallelujah. He said, you are my friends, verse 14. If you do whatsoever, I command you. Amen. So the Bible is telling us that we can be friends of God when we do what God commands us to do. Amen. We can be, I see you becoming a friend of God. Amen. And the key is very simple. Do what God commands you to do. So it means stubborn people cannot be friends of God. Amen. Stubborn people cannot be friends of God. Amen. If you are a stubborn person, you don't obey instructions, you can't be a friend of God. Because Jesus said, ye are my friends if you do whatsoever, I command you. Amen. Verse 14, or next verse, is what? 14, 15, he says that, Henceforth I call you not servants, for a servant knoweth not what his master doeth, but I call you friends. For whatsoever I have heard of the Father, I have made known unto you. 16, he says that you have not chosen me, I have chosen you and ordained you, that ye bring forth fruit and that your fruit remain. And whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it. Hallelujah. Amen. This is the piece of scripture we are going to be using for our discussion perils for the next four weeks. Amen. For the next four weeks, God willing, we are going to be having a discussion from this portion of scripture. How many of us want to be friends of God? Good. Good. So we have established from the first verse, Jesus said, you can't have a better friend than me. And he explains why. He says, greater love has no man. No man can love you more than I love you, than to lay down his life for a friend. So he said, I am going to demonstrate to you the greatest love of all time. So you are blessed to be my friend. Then he says, how you can be my friend is to do the things I've asked you to do. All right? Then he says, I've even promoted you. Because you used to be servants. I've promoted you. You used to be servants. Now you are my friends. Then he gives the instruction. Hello? Many of us want to end at just being a friend. Without doing what will make us friends. So 16 he gives the instruction. He says, you did not choose me. When they put me in a lineup that choose a friend, you didn't choose me. You chose your friend Apala Goma over me. You chose, you chose Ricky over me. You chose Jojo over me. Yeah, you had a chance to choose between me and Jack and you chose Jack. You were not even afraid of his name. You chose him. He said, you didn't choose me. No, 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 no. You saw Rosemary and you said, wow, beautiful. And you chose him. But I wasn't worried. I still chose you. And even after choosing you, I ordained you. Why? He said that ye bring forth fruit or much fruit. He said the reason why I have chosen you is so that you bring forth The instruction that I want you to obey is the instruction of bringing forth fruit. God wants us to be fruitful. This is the the reason why he has chosen us to be his friends. is so that we bring forth fruit. So I'm going to be sharing with you how to become a fruitful Christian. It's as simple as that. This is just by way of introduction. How you can become a fruitful Christian. How, let's all say it together and put your name there. How... Minion colour. What's your name? What was her name? No, no, no. She had a name. We gave her a name someday. No, 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 no. Gungundlovo. Yeah. Minion colour dodoi gungundlovo. How minion colour dodoi gungundlovo can become a fruitful Christian. So that's the title of my message. How many of your can become a fruitful Christian? Hallelujah. Now, so that there's no ambiguity in what I'm saying, let us define what it means to be fruitful. Okay. To be fruitful means to be productive. So the title of my message can also be how you can be, how Claude can be productive. How when we meet Claude and we ask, where are, are you being fruitful? He will not look at us and say what? Je ne sais pas, je ne sais pas. No. Kaka. Je ne comprends pas. You don't comprend what? <laughs> Come on, comprend I want you to come Je ne comprepa is I don't understand. Je ne is what? I don't know. No. It, these are not just words we are throwing. No. Every word we use, we understand it. Please. Yeah. Kaka. Kaka is an exclamation. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Do you get it? Thank God for my wife. She went to a good school. I hear kaka is like, Ibo, jo. That's kaka. Kaka. How do you say you don't understand when we have explained to you that to be fruitful means to be productive? I see you being productive. I see you being productive in your life as a Christian. As Even as a student, there are students who are unproductive. And sometimes you go to school and you align yourself with unproductive students. Sometimes you are a young girl and you align yourself with unproductive young ladies who 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 engage themselves in unproductive activities yeah that's what's up what's up to you what's up to me what's up to you what's up to me what's up to you what's up to, to me what's up to me what's up why don't you have friends who say let's podcast let's podcast podcast to me podcast to you How to be productive. To be fruitful means to blossom. I see you blossoming. I see you blossoming, blossoming, blossoming. Yes. When we say uh, the best way to explain blossoming is when you look at flowers. Sometimes you see them, they are there, they look very sad there's no sunshine during winter they all look sad they look cramped, in brown, funny pale defeated then the sun after the rains and the sun starts to come you see them beginning to blossom begin to bloom that's the story of your life you will bloom and you will blossom Maybe right now you are in a state of your life, you don't see how things are going. You don't know, am I going left? Am I going right? Am I going forward? Am I going backwards? It's, you seem to be going in circles. But the time for your blooming and your blossoming is here. Yeah, You will blossom. This church will blossom. It will bloom. You thought blooming was just for bloom fountain. Blue Fontaine is named after this thing I'm saying. It's, it's a city of flowers. Yeah. yeah, to bloom and to blossom. Yeah, beautiful. What, what else does being fruitful mean? Beneficial. To be beneficial. It means not to be useless. You are, you are a lawyer, right? Good, then you speak a lot of English. What does it mean? To be to it to, means to be blo- to be to blossom, to be beneficial, to be what? Productive? What else? Just give us one. Not legal term, but just <laughs> don't say je ne se pa", as you are sitting there. Hallelujah. Who's an architect in the church? No, you're an architect. Not that you lay you are a bricklayer. Architect, drawings. I'm looking for drawings. Please, after church, let us blossom
1: together.
4: <laughs> Hallelujah. We need all these types of professionals. I see everybody in the church building a house. Yeah. You can't be in the church and there's an architect and you don't know. No, 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 no. You must know. You can't say, je ne sais
1: pas.
4: Oh, je ne comprends pas. Einstein. You are what? A scientist? You make bombs. Okay, good. So we God wants all of us to be productive. Now, one of the secrets I've learned is that anything that has to do with your spiritual life, those same principles, if you apply it in any area of your life, you do well. Yeah, it's the same principles for business. We never knew. Look, the principles for doing well as a Christian, those same principles, if you apply them in business, your business will do well. Same. Same. To be prolific. To be profitable. To be fertile. I see you being fertile. Fertility is not only for babies, but I see you being fertile. Hallelujah. So God wants us to blossom and to Do well as Christians. And to do well as Christians, there are things we have to do. And today, I want to share with you one of the things that we have to do. Number one, I'm going to give you keys. Maybe I'm going to give you about ten keys. But I want to start with one today. Number one, have spiritual goals. To become a fruitful and productive Christian, you must have spiritual goals. Goals. Have spiritual goals. In life, you must have goals. Whatever you do, you as a student, you must have goals. As a businessman, you must have goals. As a just a normal person who has finished a professor, an adult, you must have goals. Without a goal, you are going nowhere to happen. It's like sitting in a taxi, you don't know where you are going, you can end up anywhere. Yeah, you must have goals. Spiritual goals. Colossians 1.10, the Bible tells us that. The Bible tells us that we should what? Scripture has gone out of my head. But it says that we should be fruitful in every good. What does it say? That ye might, hear. Yeah, thank you very much. That ye might walk worthily in the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every great work or every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. You must have a goal. To be fruitful in every good work. One of the mistakes people make is that in life, they don't have goals. They are just, they go with the flow. Oh, So what are your plans? I'm going with the flow. You cannot go with the flow. You can't wake up in the morning and say, Today, I am going with the flow. I'm going with the wind. you can't wake up so which flow are you going to go with because in a day there are a lot of flows around are you going with the flow of the wind are you going with the flow of the economy are you going? which flow are you going with you must have a goal this is what I want to achieve this is what I want to become if you are in school you must have a goal you meet people in school you ask them, what, if you meet people who pre-university people, say, so what are you going to do in the university? I don't know. So if you don't know, how are you going to get there? How would you know when you are there? You must have. Say, so, oh, I want to be a lawyer. Even deciding that I want to be a lawyer will determine which courses you take seriously. You want to be a lawyer, you will not be wasting your time with life science. Life science, physics, chemistry, accounting. Look, in in school, eh, this one is not part of it, it's free of charge. There are some courses which are giants. Do you get it? And whichever career you choose, you would have to do one or another. But usually... Apart from the sciences, you don't need a combination of a lot of them. You want to be a lawyer, and what that says, do accounting or do life science. What are you going to do with it in the legal? I put it to you. Did you do? Are you doing accounting where you are? No. You're busy struggling with life science with words. I told you why I didn't do like I would have been a doctor by now. Why I didn't do life science? The words were too big. So I, look, look at my small head. Look at the look, I have to write photosynthesis. I mean, look at such a word. Osofagos. Look at such word. Look. I believe in numbers. You just write two, three, four, seven, eight, three. That's all. You draw a few curves. Increase, thank you very much. Increase in demand, decrease in demand. An increase in price will lead to a decrease in demand. That's all. Yeah. The demand for this product is, is what? Inelastic. Or perfectly inelastic. Normal everyday words. That's all. Yeah. An open market. Simple. We work according to our strengths. That's all. Yeah, market forces, supply, demand, and price. That's all. Very simple. Say I should come and look at a a, a spiral gyra. If a word I cannot spell. Look at something else. No, 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 no. Well uh, done. You must have a goal for whatever you are doing. In Ephesians chapter 4, the Bible says in verse 8, and he gave gifts unto men. Verse 11, he describes the gifts he gave to men. He said, and he gave unto some pastors, some prophets, some teachers, some evangelists, some pastors. These are spiritual goals you can have as you are in the church you can decide I, I i want to be a pastor as a christian i'm not I, I didn't come here to be here for 7 years and after 7 years i'm just a nominal christian in the church the title i want to acquire in the church is the ancient of days that they will say in the beginning he was around no it's not good enough. They should be able to, oh, look, one day I should become a pastor. One day I should become a prophet. One day I should become an evangelist. One day I should become a teacher. Yeah, why not? Hey, pastor, are you saying that all of us should be pastors? No. If all of us are pastors, who will be the church? No. 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 But there are other... Just basic, God's basic spiritual aspiration for you is that you bring forth fruit. Even if you won't be a pastor, that you'll be a fruitful Christian. A Christian who bears fruit. It's a goal you should have. You can't just... Even some of us have goals in our lives. I want to be the CEO in my company. I want to be a supervisor. I want to be a this. I want to be, I want to be a partner. I want to, but when it comes to our Christian life, we have no goals. We just want to be around. Oh, Pastor, but if I can just speak in tongues, that's all. I mean, even the little sang, I'll speak in tongues. I can also sign. I can't sing in the church, Pastor. It's not the problem. I can't sing. No, please. Just let me sing. That's all. It's not enough. Tell your neighbor, it is not enough. It is not enough. Have a goal to be fruitful. A goal is an ambition, it's a target. A target, something that you are working towards. A target without that goal, without a goal, you will just be doodling and dawdling around. Yeah, you just be playing, it's like a game. Oh, we come even coming to church will just be about dressing up. Yeah, if I get a nice dress, I wear it on Sunday. If I don't have a dress, I won't come this Sunday because I don't have a dress that will fit the sun. They say it's International Sunday, then they say it's Valentine's Day, then it's another day, then this other day. So I'll I have only one shirt for. The men's service. So I only come for the men's service. That's all. The, your Christian life has just become dressing up and going to church. Dressing up and going to church. Well, Christian life should be beyond that. You have an ambition. Einstein, you have an ambition in the church. You are an usher. That's powerful. But it's not enough. It's not enough. A goal to be fruitful. Five things that a goal will do for you. Number one. Your goal. Your goal will keep you on track. Even let's start with this one. Your goal will direct you. Whatever your goals are. That is what will direct you. You move towards your goal. So your spiritual goal directs you. It directs you. It directs you on what to do. Just as everything, your goal in business directs you on what to do. It directs you. It guides what you are going to do, how you are going to... It it, it chooses a path for you to walk in. If you don't have any spiritual goal, you won't wake up and pray. If you don't have any spiritual goal, you won't have your quiet time. You will not have your quiet time. Because, I mean, what am I going to... You rather spend the time thinking of which makeup I'm going to put today for church. Uh, yeah, because, yeah. But your goal, it directs you. You have entered into a relationship, there is no goal. There is no final destination of this relationship. Oh, please, you are just going to waste your time. And many ladies, out of fear and insecurity... Enter into relationships like that. I always tell the ladies, if he says, I love you, you say, thank you. That's good. What, what do you mean? You just ask, what do you mean? Yeah, what do you mean? When you say you love me, what do you mean? Is it like God loves you and so do I? Or, what, what do you mean? So, I love you, I want to, you want to what? You need that what. That what is the goal of the relationship. I said that what is the goal of the relationship. As a lady, you should have a goal to be happily married. Even the same for brothers. Have a goal to be happily married. Yeah, or else you'll just be going around anything that we're scared. The day you go to Scotland, we have a problem. Cutler, you become happy. Yeah.
1: Shall we go? I said, "You, you, you love
4: me. You, 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 what?" He will say it. Even if he is bold, like a lion, and he says that, "I want to marry you." The next question is, when? Before you answer. He will change his mind. He should change his mind. Ah, If he changes his mind, then you are free. I saw a video of a pastor who they had come to introduce a guy to him to be a beloved. I don't know if you saw it. And the guy's pants was at his waist. And he said, and they were seeking the will of God. And he said, even before he can seek the will of God, if a guy comes and his pants is at his waist... He doesn't need to seek the will of God. Because already, the guy cannot decide. He cannot even find where his waste is. I mean, before we get to the will of God, he doesn't know where his waste, whether his waste is here, whether his waste is here, whether his waste is here. That alone is a problem before we go to the will of God. sure, why do you want to waste your time? You want to marry me? When? So, look, next year, next year around December, great, that's a good question. Then the next question, how? Look, it's not, <laughs> you he has not even say, he just smiled, already you have said yes. You say yes, say yes to the smile. That is why relationships go the way they go. They they are aimless. What are we doing? You should ask again. What are we doing? And how long are we going to do what we are doing? Yeah. Thank God I don't have daughters. I tell you. Oh yeah. Your goal will direct you. So spiritually, if you want to be fruitful, it will direct you. It will guide the things you do. It will guide how you come to church. Nobody will even have to chase you for you to come to church. Yeah, nobody will have to chase you. You will come. Because you have a goal, you have an aim. You have an aim. Number two, your goal, like I said, will keep you on track. It'll keep you on track. It'll keep you on track. Because you know where you want to get to. It will be on track. Check, am I going towards the goal? You even know when you are going off. But when you don't have any goal, you don't even know you are going off. Number three, it will, it will, it will let you examine yourself all the time. Okay. Second Corinthians thirteen five. the Bible says, examine yourself if you still be in the faith." There are so many people who are backslidden already. But because there's the absence of self-examination, they don't, because some of these things, you are the one who can tell yourself. Nobody can tell you. You don't pray, you don't read your Bible, you don't you are the one who can tell you. You can tell you. Yeah. Philippians chapter 3, Paul says something in verse 13. He says, henceforth, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. But one thing I do forgetting those things that are before, I reach out to the things that I had. I press on towards the mark of the price of the high calling, Paul's goal was to get the price of the high calling so he said, all the things I have done before, I forget about them and then I press towards the price it will keep you on track you will keep pressing towards the price Sometimes some experience we have had in time past. I was around when the Larry started the church We started we used to be with them in am uh, at YMC before even YMC I was there when we were, where? where's the place? Tembaleto. I was there from the beginning in Genesis one one. The Genesis one one of the church I was inside. And that's where you have been since. Look, we have reached revelations. You are still in Genesis 1-1. All your spiritual life is about Genesis 1, verse number 1. Yeah. That's where you are stuck. Many people are stuck in the past. Some spiritual experiences you had in time past. But right now, as I talk, you are totally backsliding. Yeah. But when we when we say who is a Christian? Oh, you come, yeah. You're the man. But all the thing is based on last year. Last two years. Last three years. How about now? How about? Yeah. But your goal will keep you pressing. You always say, oh, it's not enough. I got to press on. Oh, yes, I achieved this feedback. It's, it's not, I got to press on again. Even some of us, some mistakes and failures we had in time, past, we have stopped pressing on. Say, so it doesn't work. It may work for you, it may work for Lady Pasadena, but it doesn't work for me. Get up and press on. Get up and press towards the price. Press towards it, you can do it. I say you can do it. If he can do it, then you can do it. Yeah. If somebody can do it, then you can do it. Press on. If you can do it, you can do it. Yeah. Don't don't write yourself off. You know, Pastor, I was in the church. I was doing my best. I was singing the choir. Everything seemed to be working nicely. Then I don't know what happened. I don't know. I don't know. But I got pregnant. So I think that's awesome. I can't look. You are not the first to get pregnant. You will not be the last to get pregnant. There was a lady in the Bible, her name was Mary. Bible says once upon a time she was going to marry a guy called Joseph before they could come together. The Bible says, and the birth of Christ was after this wise, when Mary, his mother, espoused to Joseph before she could they could get married, was found with child. She was also in the choir singing. And, I'm going to march to heaven, wa- heaven, one day. I'm going to march to heaven, heaven one day. I'm going to march to heaven, heaven one day. To heaven one day. Before we realize, heaven one day. Heaven
1: one day. I'm going too much to heaven one day. Heaven one day. I'm going too much to heaven one day. Heaven one day.
4: It was full.
1: How it got full we
4: don't know. Je ne sais pas. Yeah. Look. She went, she gave birth, she wrapped herself together, and got back to the job. Yeah. She was one of the few people when Jesus was dying, she was standing under the cross. Standing under the cross. Yeah. Faithful to the end. So you made a mistake, so what? We, look, the fact that you are there, I mean you, that you are there means that there's a lot of you around. We are a homogeneous group. We are a homogeneous group, which means we we have so many things in common. If you see one person in a way, quite a lot of us are like that. Yeah. Your problem is visible. Some people's problems cannot be seen they are so good at it, it cannot be seen. Yeah, even some of them, this is worse. Or this are worse. But they are good at the cover-up. Yeah. I saw a lady last Friday. I said, I, did you, have you gotten ticket box? She said, no have some spots on my face i said wow and i was wondering to myself, why haven't i seen this all along because i am into details no when i look at you i look at you into detail you'll be shocked you'll be shocked how i've looked at you oh yeah you think it's a joke Three weeks later, you'll be saying, "I said the other day you were wearing some blue shoe. You had a white line on the other side. You'll be, how did you see that? I saw it. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. So for me not to—I mean, this is somebody I interact with all the time, all the time—and
1: I didn't see the spots.
4: So I was—I was thinking, is it like when I traveled these two weeks, and then the devil has come to put? I said, I'm I'm back, I'm back, I'm coming to fight this devil who has put the poker dots. (laughs) So I came today ready to fight the poker dotting devil. When I saw the girl, no sport. I said, wow, evangelist, we have a miracle. The sports
1: are gone. I said the sports are gone. Evangelist,
4: Evangelist. we have a miracle. But as I am sitting down, I was thinking I said This is why I never saw the spots. They are always
1: concealed.
4: Yeah. That's why, brothers, before you marry any girl, you have to give her a surprise visit. Yeah, surprise visit. Just, I said, surprise visit. It can be any time, but it has to be a surprise. Surprise, surprise. Because when you go, you will be surprised. You will not surprise her. She will surprise you. Yeah. So some people have a way of concealing their weaknesses and their shortcomings. So don't be deterred by yours. Focus on your goal and press towards it. Focus on, focus on your goal to be a fruitful Christian and press towards it. Number four, your goal energizes you. It propels you. Yeah. It energizes you. And propels you. Which means it pushes you. It gives you a drive. If you have a goal to be a fruitful Christian, it will always drive you. Yeah. It will always push you. When you have no goal, you have no drive. There's nothing to achieve. I was explaining to somebody just before I came up there. Chelsea. The team that lost yesterday. Or one of the teams that lost yesterday. They are struggling because their target man is injured. So, nothing pushes them. They are just moving around in the middle. Moving around, playing amongst themselves. And their enemy is happy. You can play amongst yourself in the middle once you don't come towards them. It's cool. But when you have a goal, it drives you and propels you to go to where you must go to. Where you must go to. Each one of us must decide I want to be fruitful. Joe, you want to be fruitful. It's not enough to be the pastor's friend. It's not enough to be a nice church member in the church. Mary, me and my wife, we said, you next, you know, sorry. <laughs> like husband and wife, fucking, no, it's not enough. Have a goal, and that goal will push you. It will bring energy. It will bring, when you feel like giving up, you look at your goal, and you say, ah, I'm going to press for it. I'm going to press for it. I'm going to press for it. And I know you can do it. I know you can do it. Everybody under the sound of my voice can do it. As a church, our goal is to have 1,000 church members. We are even going to change the grace. We are going to add that 1,000 to our grace. And we will confess it every day. Yeah. We will say, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion, the fellowship, the contribution, the participation, And the 1,000 members or souls, whichever, the English people will put it well. And then it will be perfect. By next Sunday when you come, you see he's sitting there. So that every Sunday we can remind ourselves of our goal. So we can press towards it. It's a very good goal. You too, this week I'm giving you a goal, a spiritual goal. Win one soul this week. I said, win one soul this week and bring that one soul to church on Sunday.
1: The church is quiet.
4: (laughs) This week, Abby, win one soul and bring that one soul to church on Sunday. I know you all, same for you. So, this is not for pastors. This is not for serious church members. It's for all church members. I never read in that scripture, I read 15, 16, John 15, said, I have chosen the pastors. Or I have chosen the serious church members. No, he said, I have chosen you. The you is all of us, including Minion, claw, Lord, Dodoy, Ungundolovo. This is the beginning of your fruitfulness in, in, in your work with God. Yeah, it's the beginning. One soul. One soul on campus. One soul at work. One soul in town. One soul anywhere. And Sunday you hold, not two, not three, not four, not ten, not twenty-two, just one. And you hold the person's hand. And Sunday you bring the person. I pray that you have a spiritual goal next week God willing we'll look through all of it and see what it means to be fruitful and we'll see other other keys that we can use and deploy but deploy this one, have a goal what is your goal? I know, decide your goal for your Christian life, totally go and think about it prayerfully and that's our prayer topic for the week go and think about it prayerfully and decide what goal, what spiritual goal What do I want to achieve with my Christian life? And then this week, short-term goal. Because in life, even in business, there are long-term goals and short-term goals. Short-term goal: I want to win one soul and bring that soul to church on Sunday. How many of us can do the simple thing? If you can do it, give me a wave. Give me a wave. Make sure you are waving. Make sure you are giving me. I just want to know those who cannot... Do it so that I'll call them for it and pray for them. If you can do it, give me a wave. Give me a wave if you can do it. Give me a wave. Give me a wave. Wherever you are, stand to your feet. Let's share a word of prayer, please. Thank you. Lift your hands. Let us pray. Father, thank you for everybody under the sound of my voice. We pray. We want to be fruitful Christians. Christians who bear fruit, Christians with spiritual goals, things that we want to achieve as we walk with you. As you walk with us, these are the things we want to achieve. Help us to achieve them, Lord. Help us. I pray anyone under the sound of my voice who feels like giving up, may strength be released to them right now. Anyone who is discouraged. Holy Spirit, visit them and encourage them and strengthen them and comfort them to press on again. To press on knowing that it can work. Anyone who's weary, anyone who's tired, help them to press. Help them to press. We give you glory. We give you praise. Thank you for your word. Let us flourish in your courts. Let us blossom. Let us bloom in the name of Jesus. We give you glory. We give you praise.
1: In Jesus'
4: name. Amen. You are here this morning and want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. Somebody invited me to church. But I know in my heart that I am not born again. If I'm to die today, I will not go to heaven. Please pray with me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. If you're here like that, with every eye closed and every head bowed, Pastor, I want to go to heaven when I die. Every eye closed, please, and every head bowed. I want to go to heaven when I die. Please lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to go to heaven when I die. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. I don't want to go to hell when I die, Pastor. Please pray with me. Lift up your hand. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. If your hand is lifted up, please come to me. I want to share a word of prayer with you. Please come to you. Lift it up your hand, come to me. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. Lift it up your hand, come to me. I want to pray with you. My brother and my sister, pray this prayer with me. It's your prayer. I'm going to help you to pray. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe in Jesus, that he died and he rose again for my sake. I confess Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. Amen. Father, thank you for my brother and my sister. Fill them with your spirit to equip them to walk with you. May their lives receive a miraculous turnaround from today. In the name of Jesus. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Wonderful. Put your hands together for them. What's your name, sir? What's your name? I'm Annie. Amen. Amani. Oh, nice to meet you, Amani. From Congo. You won't say Je ne sais pas. Je sais. sais. One second, one second. What's your name, sweetie? Oh, shake my hands. I'm not plastic. Pindile. Wow, nice to meet you, Pindile.
0: You see that?
2: We believe you have been blessed by this life
0: transforming message by Reverend Daniel Holland. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street. Peter Madsburg, or call 0780382166. God richly bless
1: you. I'll leave you over there, waving hand. Just look this way.